Welcome to the PPP Podcast, Episode 1, Imagery. Painless Performance Psychology is the show where we break down difficult psychological theories and concepts and make them easy to understand. Thank you again for tuning in into PPP. I'm your host, Muha, and today's podcast will be all about imagery. We will talk about what imagery exactly is and how it differs from visualization. Afterwards, we will look into what effective imagery looks like and how we can use it to increase our performance. At the end, we will use a guided form of external imagery so you can experience it firsthand. Alright, let's get started. But before we dive in into imagery, I want to start this episode with a famous quote. The quote is, every battle is won before it's even fought. It was made by Sun Tzu, a Chinese general, strategist, and philosopher, and the author of the famous book, The Art of War. This quote can be seen as a pretty bold statement, if we assume that the outcome of a battle, or in our case of a competition, is predetermined even before it takes place. While most people definitely will say that this quote is not correct, it still holds some truth to it. The quote basically means that planning and preparation are crucial for success. And here is where imagery comes into play. Imagery is commonly used by many athletes right before the start of a competition. It is a way of preparing yourself for the upcoming game. It has benefits like increasing your attention, your self-confidence, your motivation, and decreasing your anxiety. It can help you calm your nerves. But what exactly is imagery? According to a definition, imagery is the process of using multiple senses to simulate an experience in the mind, typically in the absence of physical movement. What this means is that it's essentially a technique where you use your imagination in order to create images and experience those images as if they were real. This sounds really similar to visualization, right? Yes, because it actually is. Some might even say that those two techniques are the same. However, I don't think that's the case. In my opinion, visualization is part of imagery, but not vice versa. Imagery just has more depth to it. It doesn't just use visualizing, but instead uses multiple senses, such as hearing, smelling, feeling, as well as seeing. Effective imagery activates the same areas of the brain you would normally use when experiencing that situation. For athletes, this means that they would use the same brain areas which are active during physical practice even if they are literally just sitting in the locker room. Research has shown that practicing imagery can significantly improve your performance, especially when it's used in combination with physical training. So how do we use it? There is a great model out there which was specifically developed to use for imagery interventions, which were designed to increase your performance. The model I'm talking about is the PATLAB model. PATLAB is an acronym and stands for Physical, Environment, Task, Timing, Learning, Emotion, and Perspective. This model is basically a guideline or checklist which you can follow in order to create an effective imagery intervention. Alright, then let's address all those points points one by one. The physical element of the model means that your imagination should include all the relevant physical characteristics. For a football player, this would mean imagining yourself wearing your jersey and your football shoes and having the ball next to your feet. The environment element of PATLAB is pretty simple too. As you can probably assume, 
it means that you would imagine yourself being in the same environment where you would usually perform. If we stick with the football player as an example, in this case he would place himself in a stadium and on the football pitch. Next we have task. The task aspect is implying that the task you are imagining should be as similar as the one you would perform in real life. Think about how you would execute the task and how your body would move and react in that situation. Use one of your greatest performances as an example. But keep in mind that the task you're imagining should be appropriate to your skill level. It should be a task you can actually perform. So if you are a novice football player, don't imagine yourself doing all those fancy and difficult tricks like pro athletes do. The second T in PetLab stands for timing. For effective imagery, you should never speed things up. You should rather experience your performance in real time. However, slowing certain things down, which usually happen really fast, such as certain tricks or other advanced moves, might also be really helpful. Alright, stick with me, we're almost done. But let's continue with learning. The focus of the learning component is on adaptability. It essentially says that the imagery you're using should not always be the same. You should reevaluate and adjust your imagery according to your progress and your skills. So if you do get better at a certain skill, I mean, we just talked about novice football players, right? If you now learn specific tricks or skills, you won't imagine yourself doing those tricks as on the first day you've just started them, right? If you're getting better, you would also imagine yourself being better at them. Next one is emotion. This one's also pretty simple to understand, but probably a lot more difficult to put into practice. It means that you should pay attention to the emotions and the arousal you would feel during your imagined performance. Ideally, you would avoid negative emo emotions such as panic and fear, and instead focus on the pleasant ones such as joy, happiness, and excitement. Last but not least, we have perspective. You can either experience everything through your own eyes, so from the pers first person point of view, or you could use a third person point of view, as if you were watching a video of yourself. It is mostly assumed that the first person point of view is more effective as it's more, most similar to the actual experience. However, a third person point of view might be more beneficial for performances where form and technique are more important, such as in dancing. This basically sums up all there is to the Padlet model. Hopefully, the next time you'll use imagery, you can make use of it. I hope you've learned something new about imagery today. But before wrapping up this podcast, I wanted to remind you that I've prepared a small session of guided imagery after the outro. So stick around if you do have the time and want to experience imagery firsthand. Thank you for listening to the PPP podcast. I hope I'll also see you around in the next one. I want you to get in a comfortable position. Now close your eyes. Take a long, slow and deep breath. 
Inhale through your nose. Hold your breath for a second. And now exhale through your mouth. Notice how you're getting more and more relaxed. Now I want you to imagine a situation where you had to perform. Think about the best performance you've ever had. This can be anything. You can imagine yourself playing football, dancing or singing. Imagine yourself being there again. What are you wearing? Where are you standing? Are you alone? Or are there other people watching you? Feel the sensations you felt back then. Hear the same sounds. See the same things. Be as vivid as you can. Think about the positive emotions you felt. Those can be confidence, joy, pleasure, or excitement. Try to relive that moment and take as much time as you need. Don't rush it. When you're done, you can slowly open your eyes.